Hello and welcome to the broadcast. This is a ministry of North Harford Baptist Church in Jarrettsville, Maryland. Visit us online at northharford.org. All right, Mark 2, 1 through 12. We're going to see one more manifestation of the kingdom, power, and authority of Jesus Christ in his earthly ministry. Quickly to rehearse what we've seen so far. We've seen his authority over sickness. We've seen his authority over the demonic realm, not only to cast out demons, but to overcome temptation from the evil one. We've seen his authority over leprosy, to cleanse the leper. We've seen his uh, authority in his teaching, which had a profound impact that shocked and amazed those who sat under his teaching. We saw that he has the authority to call disciples to himself. You don't have that authority. I don't have that authority. God has given us a role in his church as his followers to call people to follow Christ. But Christ called people to follow himself and become his disciples. And of course, according to John the Baptist's prophecy about Christ, all of this is leading to the fact that he's going to be the one to pour out the promised Holy Spirit into the hearts of the people of God. We're partakers of that very spirit this evening. Now, one, one more example of his power and authority in chapter 2. Beginning in verse 1, when he returned to Capernaum after some days, it was reported that he was at home. And many were gathered together so that there was no more room, not even at the door. And he was preaching the word to them. And they came, bringing to him a paralytic carried by four men and when they could not get near him because of the crowd they removed the roof above him and when they had made an opening they let down the bed on which the paralytic lay and when jesus saw their faith he said to the paralytic son your sins are forgiven quite an interesting twist isn't it now some of the scribes we're sitting there questioning in their hearts. Why does this man speak like that? He's blaspheming. Who can forgive sins but God alone? Well, that part of their theology is not wrong. And immediately, Jesus, perceiving in his spirit that they thus questioned within themselves, said to them, why do you question these things in your hearts? Which is easier to say to the paralytic, your sins are forgiven or to say, rise, take up your bed and walk. But that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He said to the paralytic, I say to you, rise, pick up your bed and go home. And he rose and immediately picked up his bed and went out before them all. So that they were all amazed and glorified God, saying, we never saw anything like this. He has the power to heal a paralytic. I guess you could put that as a subcategory under what we've already seen, that he has the authority and the power to heal the sick. But what's the central authority of this passage? He has the authority that he can forgive sins. He has the authority to take away sins, to declare sinners innocent and righteous before God. We understand that no other person has this authority if we're going to have our sins forgiven uh, blessing of blessings what a blessing to have our sins forgiven jesus has to do it jesus has to do it he's the one we go to so we 
sing about him and we pray to him and we thank him. We live lives devoted to him because he, by his death and resurrection, and because of his great, great mercy that he's loved us, has taken away our sins. And that's why we can be here tonight. Um, the Son of Man, verse 10, you know that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. It's a really good verse to, to uh, see again the purpose of the miracles. It's to point to who Christ is, to point to the meaning of his ministry, to point to the kingdom of God, to verify and validate his message that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. Uh, the Son of Man and the Son of God are two important titles when it comes to Jesus. In a general sense, they both referring to the same thing. The Son of Man and the Son of God is the one through whom God establishes his kingdom. They just have a different emphasis. So the Son of God puts the emphasis on his obedience. He's a representative ruler. He's an obedient representative ruler for God on earth. That's the Son of God. And it's through him that God establishes his kingdom. Son of Man which uh, comes from Daniel 7, is also the one through whom God establishes his kingdom. But that's more of an emphasis on his brotherhood with men. He's the son of God, but he's the son of man. He's one of us. He's one of his people. He's, he's, uh, he's our representative. So he represents God on earth, but he represents his people before God. Son of God, son of man. And it's through this one that God establishes his kingdom on earth. You know, the storyline's not going to change in the Gospel of Mark. This is the story of everything. God establishing his kingdom through Christ by forgiving sinners. What a great story it is.